the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. All right, well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. With a cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church, and we are live Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, we are now three months into the new year, and we've already seen many new challenges. We've seen catastrophic earthquakes with untold loss of life. We've seen extreme weather conditions, mass shootings, not to mention our daily struggles with the world, the flesh, and the devil. Challenges that hinder us and stifle us from moving forward. Challenges that work to drag us backwards. If you are a musician, you know there's nothing worse than playing an out-of-tune instrument. It's flat or it's sharp. It's off pitch. It doesn't sound right. Concert musicians all know how important it is to be in tune with that concert A that master tuning that keeps everyone in tune. In the same way, if we expect to keep moving forward in the face of life's challenges and difficulties, we have to make sure our lives are in tune every day with God and Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. So tonight we bring you part 10 in our series entitled, How to Stay in Tune, with the master tuner. For we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed and thank you so much for that uh, uplifting and challenging introduction uh, to our program tonight. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. Well, uh, we have been doing this dynamic series on how to stay in tune with the master tuner. And I want to say this by way of uh, introduction, that uh, in life, God prepares a boot camp, a boot camp for all of us. Uh, why? Because just like uh Anything in life, when uh, people go into the military and to the police academy, they are trained uh, to be prepared uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. Well, God sets up a boot camp for you and me as well. And some of you right now are going through a boot camp, and it's a real trying and uh, challenging time in your life. And uh, you just got to continue to uh, get in shape, get yourself prepared, 
because God is trying to prepare you not only spiritually, but physically, mentally, emotionally. And you get ready by also in this boot camp by putting on the full armor of God because the warfare is real. And what God is doing is getting you prepared for ministry and a greater ministry. He's getting you prepared for spiritual warfare. He's getting you prepared uh, to be ready uh, to face the devil, the flesh, and the world. <clears throat> and this is what this boot camp is all about. And in this boot camp, God is also disciplining you uh, to trust him, to have patience. He's uh, into a preparation phase with blood, sweat, and tears in your life. Uh, and you just got to, uh, you know, let him hold on to you because his grip is stronger. When a lot of times people say, I'm holding on to God. No, your grip is not strong enough. You let him hold on to you because his grip is the best grip to hold on to you with. Now, there are three ways. I'll say this by way of my body, uh, this message. There are three ways on how God prepares yourself on how to stay in tune with a master tuner and to prepare us all on how to stay in tune with the master tuner. We're talking about preparation here. Uh, and I, I included a boot camp with that preparation. What a word for us tonight. Somebody's being touched and encouraged here tonight. And uh, I have already covered two so far. Let me review that quickly. Then we get into the third one. Number one, at the top of the list, is to fully yield to your heart to God, not partly, partially, but totally. And God sometimes sets up a prepared reason for the season along with an example of a boot camp. Now, when we think about this boot camp, uh, I'm messing with this boot camp now. Think about that in your personal life. Uh, God set up a boot camp for Moses, along with God, preparing him in the desert. Oh, God seems to like to take us to a desert experience. Are you going through a desert experience right now? Somebody say, hallelujah, Dr. Buckner, that's what's happening with me. I got my own desert, a rugged desert. And he took Moses to a rugged desert area, Mount Sinai, for 40 days and 40 nights along with God. And he came out of that where God used him mightily. Yeah, you're going through a boot camp, you know, desert, a rugged desert in your life. Hold on. Keep the faith and share it. Another example, a major example is Jesus. Uh, he uh, had his own boot camp, and he would go up into the mountain to pray in preparation along with God. Even in his temptation, Matthew 4, Luke 4, there was another desert. Uh, isn't that interesting? God keeps bringing us to our own deserts. Are you ready for battle in this desert? Are you realizing that God has this thing set up for preparation for you? Hold on. Another example is the Apostle Paul 
called by God to prepare him for his own desert, his own boot camp. Three years in the Arabian desert. <laughs> there we go again. And then like Moses, Jesus, and the Apostle Paul, God has your own desert. And you just need to let go and let God have his way as he works with you. And don't lose hope because there is uh, man's extremity is God's opportunity. When you hit the extremes of life, God has something great ahead. And, uh, you know, you got to go through it to get to it, my friend. I, that's a famous saying that I always say to people when they get blessed by it. You have to go through it to get to it. Number two, God prepares us on how to stay in tune with the master tuna by staying deeply and consistently in the word of God. Somebody say amen to that. <clears throat> Jesus in Matthew 4 and Luke 4 said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. God wants us to know the Bible inside out and outside in. Then you will know God's revealed will for your life. You know what, my friend? The curse of the church is biblical illiteracy. In Hosea 4 and 6, the prophet Hosea said, My people are destroyed. And God said to the prophet Hosea, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And he said, They not only lack it, but they have rejected me. <clears throat> then in the prophet Amos says in Amos chapter 5, verses 11 through 12, there's not only famine in the land, there's a famine of his word. We need to pray to God for a hunger for his word, a desire for his word, a thirst for his word, <clears throat> and uh, to daily be in connection with a hunger, desire, and thirst. And you know what's just interesting? Now, you're going to get blessed by this. The Holy Spirit just gave me this. Isn't it interesting that when Jesus had his desert experience, even against the enemy coming trying to whisper things in his spirit. Jesus went to the word of God. Are you going to the word of God in your desert? If you get in the desert and you go with your emotions and feelings and anxieties, my friend, the devil will get the best of you. You cannot let your emotions in the desert and in your boot camp get in the way what God is trying to say to you in your own desert experience. So when you are in his word, these W's come out. All these W's give birth. You'll start to discover who God is. That's one W. Another W, what God is like. Another W, God's work in your life. And then the fourth W, it's God's will for your life. How about that? This is what Jesus talked about in John 15 and 7, abiding. And also in John 8, 31 through 32, abide in his word. Jesus said that in John 8, 31 through 32. Oh, I hope somebody's taking notes. Oh, you need to take notes. Be by your table with your Bible taking notes on this teaching tonight. This is the word tonight. And Jesus said in John 8, 31 to 32, if you abide in my word, then you are my disciples. You're not even his disciples if you're not abiding in his word daily. 
Now, number three, God wants to prepare us to be in tune with the master tuner by spending time in God's presence daily. FaceTime with God. We spend more time on Facebook and all these other things. Uh, more FaceTime in the mirror. More FaceTime with our phones. But how often are you staying in God's face, in God's presence? Oh, what a great privilege and blessing and honor we have to be able, now notice all of these E's, able uh, with these E's. God will enable us, empower us, and uh, if we stay in his presence by the Holy Spirit, what an advantage that is. Do we spend, do we spend quantity and quality time with God? Not just praying, but worshiping. We got to not just pray, but God wants us to worship with him every day. Maybe if you start doing that more, Maybe God will start to open up the doors faster for you. You know, you know, God wants us to worship him not only inside the church, but outside the church. It's easy to worship God in the church, but what about outside the church on a daily basis? We need to prepare ourselves, staying in tune with the master tuna by being and staying in God's presence, praying, worshiping, but also listening. God wants us to do all of that and obey on top of that. Jesus is our major example. I'm almost finished here. Jesus is our major example according to John chapter 3. Write that down. John chapter 3, verse 34. And this is a scripture that many Christians don't see when they read the Bible, but they need to see it. In John 3 and verse 34, Jesus had the spirit without measure. You know what that means? There was no limit to what the Holy Spirit could do in and through him because the result of Jesus spending time with the Father, John 5 and 20 says, For the Father loves the Son, and the Son himself, all he self, himself is doing. Jesus and the Father were in the closest relationship because both spent time, immeasurable time, together in each other's presence by the Spirit, as it says in John 3 and 34. So in other words, or in any given situation, be ready to hear and act on what God said. The good news is that we also can receive the Holy Spirit in measure as well. Jesus said in John 14 and 16, the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is not only our helper, but he guides us to John 16 and 13. So my challenge to you tonight on this message, spend time with God in prayer, worship, spend time with God, listening with God, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and then he will bless you like you've never seen him bless you before. And he will guide you by the Spirit to do his work and give him the glory. Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for the message and the messenger. Somebody hearing this message right now need to repent. They need to confess their sins. And they need to repent. And dear Lord, forgive them of their sins. And then bring them to repentance and help them to get back into your presence. Get back into prayer and worship and listening to what you have to say. And get and then be sensitive and humble with the boot camp. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says 
unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you tonight. So don't be shy. Pick that phone up. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. All right. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we just want to begin by thanking all of you who have been long-term listeners, and maybe you're a short-term listener as well, but you've been praying for Contending for the Faith, and we certainly appreciate your prayers. We know that this is a prayer-driven ministry, and without those prayers, we know we would not be on the air as long as we've been on the air. It's been about 20 years now, and that's an incredible length of time, and it's due to your faithfulness in prayer as well as your faithfulness in giving. And we we always say that we want prayer to be our first response, not our last resort. So we want to encourage you tonight to keep praying for contending for the faith. Be consistent in prayers, but also we need your help. We need you to be consistent in giving because this is a listener-supported ministry, and we need that support now more than ever. It's uh, vitally important for us to be able to count on your generosity and to be able to, to know that the program is going to receive what it needs to continue to be on the air. You don't want to tune in on a Saturday night and discover, hey, contending for the faith is gone. There's some other program in its place, but we don't want it to come to that. So we need you and we encourage you to um, be consistent in both of these vitally important areas of prayer and giving. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier, folks. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. And speaking of blessing, Dr. Buckner is going to be a blessing to the Refuge Church this week. He's going to be speaking there Friday, March 17th from 6.30 to 8.30, Saturday, March 18th from 10 to noon. And he will be giving the Sunday morning message March 19th from 10 to 12. Now, the Refuge Church is located at 1187 Meadow Lane in Concord, California, 94520. That's Refuge Church, 1187 Meadow Lane, Concord, California, 94520. So the first two days, Friday and Saturday, Dr. Buckner will be giving a message um, dealing with the Christian walk parts one and two. And then Sunday morning, he's going to give a dynamic message entitled, The Gospel is Fully Loaded. You won't want to miss that. We want to encourage you, if you're in the Concord area or if you're in the Bay Area, uh, take advantage of this. Come out and uh, you'll be blessed. We want to encourage you. 
if you need more information, you can call area code 415-721-1778. We we want to also remind you that we're going to lose an hour tomorrow. It's daylight savings time, so spring forward. So set your clocks ahead. You don't want to be late for church because we know tomorrow people will be filing in thinking it's one time and discover they're at the wrong time. So set your clocks ahead. Also, for uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, we will not be in the studio. Uh, Next weekend, Dr. Buckner will be uh, doing this seminar at the Refuge Church. And the following weekend, uh, he'll be out of town. Uh, So we just want to... encourage you you can listen we'll be airing the best of contending for the faith but you won't be able to call in also want to encourage you uh keep praying and also please keep giving during those two weeks that we are off um so we just want to encourage you that uh it's important that you participate in this vital ministry through your prayers and also through your giving um dr buckner are you about ready to uh, yes, go and to then the we phone. want to also uh, remember to uh, have everybody to pray for our That's, family. You want to share that? Yes, yes. Thank you for, for reminding me in the midst of all of these uh, announcements. But uh, we just want to uh, make sure the listening audience is standing with Dr. Buckner and his family. Um, their grandson passed away suddenly, and so we uh, want to just join them uh, in prayer and lift them up in prayer and uh, uphold them, especially his daughter, Erica, and, and it was her son. So this is, this is going to be a, a, a tough time, and we are trusting God to be the God of all comfort to them. So Dr. Buckner will be away uh, in two weeks to go back to uh, Houston, I believe, for the funeral. So please pray for traveling grace and uh, pray for comfort for the family. Amen, Brother Gary. Amen. Appreciate that. Yes. And thank you for reminding me. Um, yes. Well, we had last week before we uh, conclude the program, we had a question that we didn't get to from Megan. And her question was in regard to mediums and spiritualism and in, in, in that light. Uh, yes, that's so true. I remember uh, the question that she had uh, needed to know. Uh, well, let me just say this, that the Bible condemns us uh, seeking after mediums as well as the spirits of the dead. And uh, <clears throat> many people in the Bible, uh, some people in the Bible that did it, and Israel had fallen into that trap. And God had judged them over and over for doing that uh, with the pagans. And so um, God is against this. It is a sin. And you may want to look at scriptures like uh, Leviticus 19 and 31, uh, if you're listening. And uh, it says, do not turn to mediums and NIV or seek out spirits for you will be uh, defiled by them. Uh, And then... Uh, another one I want to just say that um, mediums is associated with the the practice of the occult, dealing with spirits and demons. And when you do that, people can get demon possessed as well. 
And thirdly, uh, in 1 Samuel 28, uh, this is the first medium that really took place with Saul. Uh, he got afraid of the enemies coming at him, uh, didn't trust God, didn't trust God, and he sought for help uh, with a medium, the witch of Endor, in 1 Samuel 28, and then God uh, judged him for that. So God will judge people for this, and he ended up uh, dying around this situation. And then fourthly, we see in Acts chapter 16, uh, verses 16 through 19, a young fortune-telling girl uh, was uh, working with uh, her uh, workers to, and she was like a prostitute too, and she was uh, bringing money for uh, her owners by, uh, you know, being involved with fortune-telling and the outcult. And she had a spirit, the Bible said, of divination, which is spirit of the occult and demonism. And then Paul, and she was disrupting the, uh, Paul's prayer time, silence. And then uh, Paul rebuked that spirit and said, come out of her. And it came out of her uh, because that spirit that was in her was demonic and it was controlling her. And so, and then uh, lastly, uh, two more points. We are in spiritual warfare, as it says in Ephesians 6 and 12. We need to never forget that. We need to put on the full armor of God against these things. Uh, and uh, Satan is a liar, as Jesus said in John 8 and 44, and he's a deceiver. And then in 2 Corinthians 11 and 14, uh, Satan masquerades uh, as an angel of light. And uh, he deceives a lot of people into following these false demonic teachings, and we don't want to get caught up into that sort of thing. Uh, you want to add anything else to that, Brother Gary? Yeah, I would uh, also, I think you can go to Deuteron Deuteronomy 18, 9 and 13. It says, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out these nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. So that's Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 13. He lays it out pretty strong there and covers all the bases. And let me just say this, you know, we, we live in a day and age where we see a lot of things um, that seem innocent, but they really aren't. We need to be careful because there's no such thing as, you know, like you, you always hear about black magic and witches and all that stuff. And then some people turn around and talk about, oh, there's, there's white magic and that's good. God says it's all bad. You need to stay away from all of it. Don't be deceived because it's, it's witchcraft. It's all witchcraft. People get caught up in wicked and they say, oh, yeah, we're not doing uh, things for good. We're trying to do things for evil. God says, stay away from all of it because it opens the door for, for demonic activity in your life. Don't be deceived. Amen to that. All right. Hopefully that uh, helps out uh, Megan and she can get that information and pass it on. We got pretty thorough with that. Uh, do we have a question for our next uh, time for our next question? 
Uh, let's see. I do believe we do have four minutes. To the question. Let's least. go to Joe, who's been waiting patiently. Hello, Joe. How you doing? Hi. Thank you for taking my call, Dr. Buckner. Yes, sir. We appreciate your call. And and uh, is this your first time, or how, how often have you been listening I, I, to continue with it? I've called. Uh, I listen uh, every when I can. Like maybe uh, you know every uh, so often. I did call uh, maybe twice before, and I had a, a question today that you can answer, please. Okay. What's on your heart? Uh, my question is: Why did God wait for a few thousand years to bring the Bible to the Americas, and how were the people judged since they had no knowledge of the Bible? Well, that's a good, very good question. Uh, well, God had His own plan and time uh, for to uh, get the the gospel to people in the Bible. Here, uh, one of the things that's interesting is that, let me give an example, like uh, most Native Americans rejected the Christianity because of its association with colonial powers that oppressed them in the United States. And it, it, take, it took a little while before missionaries got the Bible out to the Native Americans and the Americans central to South America. And so Christianity spread after North America was colonized beginning in the 16th and 17th century. So God had his own timing for everything, but the way that God always ministered to people, and this is always helpful because you not only think about America, but you have to think about what about the people that were the cavemans, the uh, pygmies, the bangies, the aborigines, and what about people like that? And so when you look at a thorough study of Romans chapter one, and two and three. Uh, I'm a professor as well at Gateway Seminary and I teach there and I break it down this way. There are three C's on how God has always worked with a humankind. And Romans chapter one deals with the first C. God has revealed himself in creation because, you know, and David said the earth declared the glory of God, the front of his short forth his handiwork. But in uh, Romans chapter one, it says, God has seen in creation the, the the invisible things are made known. So you look at Romans chapter one, uh, he's seen in creation and he uh, makes himself known to people that way. Secondly, in Romans chapter two, the second scene, he makes himself known in the conscience, the conscience accusing and excusing. And it says one time when the Gentiles had no law, God was a law in their own hearts and their conscience. And then thirdly, uh, in Romans chapter 3, uh, God speaks with the third C in Christ. So when uh, Christianity hadn't been here in the Bible, uh, God never left people alone without his His uh, way of getting to them to get saved, just like he did with Abraham and Noah. They didn't have a Bible. And then lastly, uh, in Acts 17, because we got to go to a commercial break soon, it says that, He's not far from any one of us, the Apostle Paul says. Uh, in him we move and have our being. So God is so near to uh, everyone, they just got to reach out to him because in him we live and move and have our being. And he deals with people so many different ways. And there have been some people who didn't have, like the cavemans and people like that. There's really stories about how some of them looked, they was worshiping the moon and then they didn't have no Bible thing. And all of a sudden, they looked in a pool of slime and saw 
that, look, the moon didn't make this. There was somebody above. And they went beyond the moon. And the moment they did that, in their conscience, they were saved. So God doesn't leave people without uh, his uh, knowledge. And he works in many different ways, creation, conscience, and Christ. So hopefully some of that helps out some. Yes, thank you. I, that, that makes a lot of sense to me now. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and do a good study of that. And then call us back and let us know what you got out of it. Sure. I wrote it down, Romans 1, 2, and 3. I'm going to look that up as well. And you got the three C's, right? Uh, yes. Yes, I got that here. Oh, good. Good. Well, thank you, Joe, for calling. And God bless you, brother. God bless you as well. Thank you, for, thank you again for taking my call. You got it. Bye-bye. Brother Gary. Bye. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. And we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And give us a call. We also just want to take a moment and thank all of you who have been praying for this program and all of you who have generously stepped up to the plate to hit us a home run in terms of giving. It is so important. This is a listener-supported ministry, and it is a prayer-driven ministry. We need both components in order to keep this thing going. And we just want to thank you for partnering with us to do just that. There's two ways you can donate. You can submit a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. Once again, we also want to remind you, Dr. Buckner will be speaking this week, uh, March 17th, 18th, and 19th at the Refuge Church. For more information, give him a call at area code 415-721-1778. That's area code 415-721-1778. And we just want to remind you to set your clocks ahead. Uh, this evening, so you won't be late to church tomorrow. And we will also uh, be um, out of the studio for the next two weeks, so you can listen in. We'll be running the best of contending for the faith, but we will not be live for the next two weeks. So keep that in mind. We need you to keep listening, keep praying, and also keep donating. All right, Dr. Buckner, ready to go to the phone lines? Let's do it, Brother Gary. Okay, we have Brother Rick waiting. Brother Rick, how you doing? I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm just here. I'm just here to give you support for for the um, for for what your family is going through right now. And and the word that comes to my mind, and believe it or not, you say it so many times, is the word hope. Yes. Because the, because what happened with Darian could have happened to me many years ago. Hmm. And basically what I just want to share, I don't want, I don't want to take a lot of time. I was at that point where I lost hope. And believe it or not, ironically, I was also into the occult. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is, a, that is a devil's work. 
And I never realized how much it was the devil's work until I went through the experience. And what I really want to focus on is the word hope. Because uh, you, you say it so many times when you're teaching us. Be ready always to give an answer or reason of your hope with mm -hmm. gentleness and respect or with meekness and fear. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we have to really focus on today. We're missing that. The fact that, yes. the fact that uh, there's more ignorance in the land today, it represents a loss of hope. Mm -hmm. And we need, to, uh, we need to get back to that. And that's what I'd like to share tonight. Amen, Brother Rick. Thank you so much. We appreciate those encouraging words, and I will definitely pass that on to my daughter as well. So thank you so much, and God bless you, brother. Always good to hear from you, and uh, we are constantly keeping you up in our prayers as well. So thank you for your call and your encouraging words. All right, Brother Gary. All right. Um Let's uh, take Sophia and do Alfred's uh, question uh, at the end. All right, Sophia, how you doing? Oh, I'm 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 blessed. Um, I wanted to say, uh, Dr. Buckner. Um, first, I just want to say that um, I've said it before, but you know, um, you you're my family here now, and I love you so much, and and it's because of the the Holy Spirit working uh, through you that I am saved. And I wanted to just say something before I get to my question that I want to read something to you. It's kind of feel funny reading you the Bible, <laughs> since you know the Bible so well. But um, I wanted to say, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And then there was something else that, that came to mind, if you don't mind, uh, if I could read that as well. And, oh, and please, very, please, very please. quick, and it says, blessed be, be the God. Sorry and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So I wanted to read that for you and your, and your beloved family. Well, thank you so much. That means so much to us, and uh, hopefully my family is listening. Uh, in Houston, sometimes they tune in, but that means so much. And those scriptures are so meaningful and and uh, touching because uh, we did Gary a series on that. And every time we hear it, it blesses our hearts. And that's what the Lord did through you right now. So thank you so much and for your uh, thoughtfulness around that. Uh, absolutely. Um, and um, there, well. I'll leave it at that because there's no one who can speak better than the Word of God. And that's why I love you so much because you have always spoken the Word of God. You always stick to the Word of God, and it has blessed me so much. Um, and if Amen. I'll ask a question, I don't really want to. Oh, I want to ask a question, um, but right now I just want to give you a, a giant hug from everybody listening for you and your whole family. If my arms were like 10 miles, then I could have the arms to encompass the whole family, even as far as Houston, but I can't do that, so I want to send one, you know, just across the radio waves. Amen. Well, we felt that electronic uh, <laughs> hug right now, and it's uh, blessed our heart. We can feel it right now, so thank you so much for that. 
Well, I'll ask a question so the listeners might might benefit. I, I'm curious because someone I know he wants to. He says he's going to be a pastor, but I don't think his heart is in it. I think he just he thinks it would be cool to do. So, aren't someone who's called to be a pastor? It has to be an anointing from God. Is there anything in the Bible you don't just say, "Oh, I want to be a pastor and go about and do it." So, I, you know, it seems there are a lot of pastors. I don't really think they have the the calling, if you will. So if you could comment on that, I'd appreciate it. Well, exactly. You know, uh, there's so much emphasis on the word anointing. And I think sometimes we think that that is the number one priority and in, mm-hmm. in, in knowing that you've been called by God. And that is, that's not, you know, because when you look at First uh, John chapter 2, and uh, verses 24 through uh, 27, it talks about all of us have anointing. I mean, the, the moment that you get the Holy Spirit and you're a believer in God, you know, you have the anointing from the Holy Spirit and you don't have to be a particular um, pastor or leader to have the anointing. You have the anointing on you simply because of the Holy Spirit in you. So people got to understand that from that perspective. And the real issue about uh, being called, uh, being in the ministry, and knowing that uh, this is a a uh, calling of God, it is, you know, Jeremiah, and God says, I called you when you were in your mother's womb. I was called in the ministry at 18, and I knew without a question of a doubt that God had called me because I had a conviction in my heart to do nothing but preach the gospel. And the moment that God called the uh, Saul, who became Paul later, he simply said, go, and uh, I'm going to send you to princes and kings and, and that sort of thing. So it's not the anointing that's the number one thing that we should be emphasizing when we're called, but it is... Uh, knowing that the Holy Spirit has called you uh, and convicted you for this work to do. And when I was uh, ordained, I'm licensed and I'm ordained. Um, I was ordained in a country church in Bakersfield in the summer. That was back in 1978. And it was really hot. And it was a little small country church. And it was 40 ministers who had their hands upon me, uh, you know, they were, they were, you know, praying for the Holy Spirit to move upon me in a mighty way. And they had asked me a, a hundred questions. Uh, and they said, how do you know that you've been called? Now, this is really important for anybody that's getting ready to go uh, getting to the ministry. And they asked the question, uh, and I and I got it right goes, the Lord led me to say this, but they said, how do you know that you've been really, truly called by God? And I mentioned what John said in his epistle, because of the love of the brethren, because you got to have a great love for people, a great compassion. You don't go in it because I'm anointed, or you don't go into it because you're trying to be impressive to people. This is something where you got to have a real conviction by the Holy Spirit that you've been called by God, like Jeremiah called you. 
when you're in your mother's womb, and that is because John says, we know that we are who we are because of the love of the brethren. And that's what it is. The love of the brethren. That's how we know that we've been truly called. If we have that love for the brethren and we have a conviction to see lost people get saved. That's the bottom line to it all. And you don't have to be called to be a preacher to do, uh, you know, teaching. All of us are called. Many are called, but few are chosen. But there is a higher calling where uh, God may have you do a, a higher calling where you're a pastor, but you got to follow that direction there. The Holy Spirit is convicting you, and you know that you got a love for the brethren. That's uh, the number one thing that I answered. And because of that, they said, you got it right. And they told me that's the number one thing that we ask people when they have been called by God. And if you don't have a love for the brethren and a conviction, then there's something wrong. So hopefully that kind of helps to add to what you're trying to say. Yes, absolutely. And God bless you and your family. And all of our prayers are with you all the time. And good night. Thank you so much. And God bless you. And thank you for your encouraging words. All right. Yes. So Alfred called tonight, and he is going to take uh, the answer to his question off the air. His question is, how can you tell if God is speaking to you? Mm Mm-hmm. Sure, that's that's a a very good question, Alfred. Mm -hmm. uh, Some people have asked that question many times. And one of the things that Jesus says, I'm going to say several things on that, Jesus said in John chapter 10, when he's the, the shepherd over the sheep, he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and no one shall plunk them out of my hands. So what we're talking about here is literally um, that we have literally been uh, called by God to uh, him and we know his voice because and how do we know his voice now that's the thing i want to add to that how do we know his voice we know his voice because we know the scriptures we know the bible because if you're ignorant of the bible and the word of god there's no way that you're going to know uh his voice so you got to know his voice by knowing the scriptures and uh you got to be in alignment with the scriptures can be ignorant of the scriptures, and then God will never ask you to do anything that is not in a line with his word. That's very important. So we got to make sure that we know the scriptures, and that, and then when we know the scriptures, what comes behind that is the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives, and he not only makes resident, but he becomes president. And then what he does Jesus said in John 14 through 16, Holy Spirit will lead us, teach us, and guide us into all truth. So how do we know his voice? How do we know that we're from God? We're hearing from him. How do we know all of this? It's because in God is speaking to us. It's because we, when we know his word, we've been filled by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is teaching us, leading us, and guiding us then into all truth. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. When we follow all that and we are his sheep, 
He says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and no one will pluck them out of my hands. So uh, is our heart open to God's answer fully? We got to surrender to God's will, not our own. And, and it's sometimes we know when God is speaking to us, not only through his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit and that sort of thing, but we can know his voice and know he's speaking to us by through other godly counsel. So other godly counsel and other godly people uh, who, uh, because the Bible says there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. So when you're not sure about something, you go to a godly counsel and they'll be able to lead you and give you some uh, words from the Lord that this is what God is saying to you through the word of God. And so he will use others to confirm his will in your life. And uh, also he can confirm it through circumstances. So certain circumstances, God uses that because all things work together for good. Romans 8 and 20. All things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Brother Gary, I'm going to let you uh, sum this up and bring it home. Uh, and add anything else to what I said. Well, amen. I think you hit the proverbial uh, theological, theological nail from the head. head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, it, it is, it, it's so critical that we know the word of God. Otherwise, we won't be able to, got to know truth in order to discern error. Mm-hmm. And so we, we really have to, uh, and also spend time with God. It's just so important that God created us for that intimacy. He wants, he wants us to spend time with him. And in that process of spending time in God's word, spending time in prayer and being still before him, you know, learn to be still and know that he is God and hear him in the quiet. So I, I would suggest that that's uh, uh, critical for every believer to know the word, to spend time with him and to be still before him and he'll speak to you. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, your letters and cards, your encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. We want to remind you to set your clocks ahead tonight. This is Gary Bell, and I trust you'll have a blessed Lord's Day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.